Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Come out to you on the Sunday afternoon here before I head home uh, and see my dog, which I haven't seen her in about eight days. Uh, caught the red eye last night from Kona back here to Scottsdale and admittedly uh, felt like a complete bag of shit as I walked in here today, but I hustled up here uh, because I knew our advanced uh, you know, Metcon athletes want to get a workout in as they're kind of finishing up the quarter three here where we score them and we do some kind of cash and, and gift card prizes for them. So I figured I already feel like a bag of trash. So what is you know beating my ass for 45 minutes in a workout really going to do? And uh, I mean, Ilya, I don't, I don't feel good dur- during it, before it, and I don't feel good now. So really, you know, no harm, no foul, if you will. But uh, happy I made it up here, got the workout in. And uh, just a side note before we get into today's podcast, and we're talk about picking the right coach for you, which will be today's podcast episode. If you've never been to Hawaii, again, I said it before last podcast, I definitely would recommend it. Put it on your bucket list. Uh, if you're a first-timer, probably Maui or Kauai, and I would say if you want to play it safe, just go Maui. You can kind of do some of the touristy shit, and then obviously, you know, the beaches. Uh, and I'll, I'll say this. My wife and I have been very, you know, we've been to every island. I've uh, been fortunate enough and blessed to be able to travel all over the world the past six years with her. Um, part of you know our lifestyle, what we do, some promises we made to ourselves, some commitments, and what she does for a living. Uh, she's very versed in it, and she's you know makes it very easy for us to go and see the nicest places and stay um, in the nicest areas. Which you know, super humbled by it still. And with that said. I think Hawaii is is still our favorite place of all the places we've been, just for the fact of you know it it is still America. It's super easy to get to, you know the weather is amazing, the sunsets. Just when you get off the plane, just you know, the smell um, when you're there. You, you know, if you've been there before, you know what I'm talking about. I've never heard anybody go and say, "Oh, I went to Hawaii. It sucked. I hated it. It was terrible." Um, I'm sure there is people who feel that way, but. Uh, definitely for us, it's it's again it's it's a time to you know kind of relax a little bit, decompress. Um, I did work out every single day uh, for sure when I was there. I think I was in the gym six of the seven days of the week. Uh, the one day we didn't go to the gym, uh, we took a quote unquote walk for two and a half hours and we got lost and I got a little you know sunburned to show for it. But it just really is a nice. Uh, place. And on that same note, took uh, eight, eight well, uh, took Athletic Greens every single day. And I'm not trying to sell you guys an Athletic Greens, but I will say it's the only supplement that when I do travel, it's the one thing I never forget to take. I take it every single day. Now, I might forget to take curl oil or a probiotic or something for some reason. Um, we all get lazy with certain things. That happens to just be mine. But I never skip the Athletic Greens. I just literally rip it, put it in the shaker bottle, drink it, and I'm good to go. And I do feel a huge difference in terms of uh, energy-wise and then just how I go to the bathroom, which is a huge thing, I think, for all of us when you travel. Being constipated or having diarrhea is is terrible either way. And typically people are you know moving less and eating more on these trips. But uh, so if you're interested, hit me up. I'll send you a link for 20 free travel packs. You guys can hook it up for yourself. Again, it is a game changer in terms of a supplement. Um, And again, it's the one thing I do take every single day. But that was my last week here. Um, And again, I never, you know, really take a full day off. It's kind of the... The, the gift and the curse of doing this for your life, A, the amount of content and, and things we have to pump out, which is really minimal in all reality. Uh, I know a lot of people think, oh, you put so much stuff on Instagram and podcasting and email, and, and we do for sure, but it's the business stuff that we have to do. It's the email returns, the DMs, the messages, the phone calls I had to take on a trip. Don't feel bad for me. 
Uh, this is the life I chose, and I'm very blessed to do it. And again, it how how fucking hard is it really to return an email or a phone call when you're, you know, on the beach uh, in Hawaii? It, it, you know, it could be a thousand times worse. But with the same note, you really don't get a day off if you do this. Now, I don't have to be at every coaching session in every group, and I don't have to return every message and every phone call and, and do, you know, everything here in the business like I did probably, you know, 11 years ago. But uh, you still really can't turn it off fully, or at least I can't. Um, I have a process the way I operate, and sometimes there's certain opportunities, which we had last week, two phone calls that uh, I chose to take and a bunch of messages I chose to hop on just for the fact of, you know, sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze. And sometimes you got to just, you know, do the work, even if you're on quote unquote, uh, vacation. And that's anybody listening who wants to start their own business, especially if you, if, if it's the online route, I think sometimes people think it's easier to go online than it is in person. And I would say that's not the case. There's always going to be things that you have to do and problems you have to fix. And there might be some of you who can turn it off completely, but I like to do a little bit every single day to kind of just, you know, keep the momentum rolling, if you will. But I digress. Today's podcast, we are talking about picking the right coach. Now, I got this message from my homie Travis Merritt um, from Roulette Fitness Systems. Travis is in Texas. Uh, Travis helped me do a lot of stuff. We're in a mastermind group together a long time ago, and uh, I still reach out to him for Facebook ads and a lot of other stuff because he, at one point, I think his facility at one point was like super small, like a thousand square feet. And he was doing some serious numbers, like a lot of revenue, helping a lot of people. Now he has a bigger space. It's pretty cool. But Trav puts out a lot of really good content, a lot of stuff. And he doesn't get as much shine as a person like me, let's say, because um, I look a certain way or whatever it may be. And I have different platforms. I've been able to leverage, you know, my quote unquote bullshit celebrity off of. I, I say it like that because I, I think all celebrity is fake and I think all all celebrity stuff is horseshit. And I say to my wife all the time, it's like fake famous, or I say it in our office, I'm like, well, now that I'm fake famous, you know, people want to come talk to me and, and message me and hit me up. And point being is, for what it's worth, you know, having people's attention and distribution does give you a lot of shine that other people don't get. And so uh, shout out to Travis Merritt for sending me this. It's a, it's a great message about picking the right coach. And uh, I wanted to share it with you guys. And he sent it to me via email. And I, I thought, you know, podcasting, it'll be uh a way to, to paint a clear picture for you out there who are looking for, I want to work with somebody. I want to be better at CrossFit. I want to be better at you know running a 5K. I want to be, you know, fat loss is my goal or strength is my goal, whatever it is. Um, hopefully this kind of helps you pick the right lane when you're looking to get fitness coaching or honestly, any coaching for that matter, if it's counseling, uh, financial planning, if you're looking for a CPA, I'm going to kind of tie all these together. And yeah, I'm in fitness, but... These work all the same, and I work with people who I can find who are like me, which is really hard to do, um, but when I find somebody who's a gamer, what I like to call them, somebody who's master class, who's really good at what they do, I work with them, um, and I typically do it for as long as they're you know willing to work with me, like the people in our business. Like We got a guy, his name is Matt Sizemore, Matt is a gamer. Uh, without Matt, in a lot of areas, I would have been fucked in a lot of different things a lot of product launches we've done a lot I would have, I would have lost a lot of money it would have made my life way more difficult uh, he solves problems for me instantly he's you know very quick to return messages he's attentive to detail uh, there's another guy here his name is Mike D uh, Mike D helped me 
uh, basically, you know, build Jeremy Scott Fitness in terms of, you know, the, the construction of what we do here, what our gym looks like, our facility. And people come in, oh, it looks so nice. Like my wife would, you know, say things creatively and then Mike D would make them come to life. And I'm talking about a guy who is on his text, on his email, on his phone. He's a gamer. He's just the dude's master class. And so those types of people I try to surround myself with because they're amazing. And I think when you're looking for a fitness coach, professional, a teacher at heart is what you really want. And so per Trav's email, uh, it kind of shares us having a discussion the other day with a person and they're talking about how they're on like a, a keto plan, but they weren't losing weight. And, you know, chatting with them, ask them how many calories they're consuming, um, you know, last they check and they said they haven't checked because their quote unquote trainer that they had, uh, which was a, a social media influencer, said as long as they're eating zero carbs and they're on keto, it didn't really matter how much they were going to eat, they were going to lose weight. Now, judging by this person, uh, I could tell that that's not going to work, <laughs> clearly. Uh, obviously, if you're on like a zero-carbohydrate keto diet, can you still gain weight? Well, fuck yeah, you can gain weight. If you have no idea of what the overall uh, calorie intake is, and if you have no idea what the macro breakdown is, for surely you can gain weight. I don't care what eating protocol you're on, if it's keto, if it's carnivore, if it's uh, carb backloading, intermittent fasting, carb cycling, you name it. Um, if you're in an energy surplus, if in a caloric surplus versus what you're burning, you can gain weight eating zero carbohydrates 100%. I also had a person in our 47-day group the other day uh, share a message and said, you know, they were in the gym, they forgot their headphones, which was like a death sentence to them, which I've, I've been to big box gyms before without my headphones and it is very painful. Um, but you could take the David Goggins route and he never wears headphones because he's like, well, fuck it. When you're in the middle of the battle, you don't got your headphones in, but most people aren't as, as crazy as he is. But point being is they forgot their headphones, uh, when they went to the gym and they overheard, you know, the, the big box gym trainer talking to the client. And they asked, their client was kind of complaining, you know, that, hey, they weren't losing weight. Same scenario here. And he said, well, you know, how you been eating? Well, I've only been eating from 12 to 8. And, and he said, well, intermittent fasting is bullshit. You have to eat every couple hours to stoke the metabolism and keep it going. Now, he's referring to the thermic effect of food, which I imagine this big box coach has no idea what the fuck the thermic effect of food is. He just heard some shit 25 years ago and he keeps spewing it out to people today because he's not educated. Now, the thermic effect of food is real when you do eat. It does obviously burn calories. You know, the chewing and digesting food is obviously burning calories, but not at a pace of probably the intake that you're consuming. Point being is this. It's interesting when you think about, you know, the power that social media has and influence has, and it's a double-edged sword. You know, obviously a lot of you guys know me from men's health or from Instagram or from YouTube or from Reebok or from Muscle and Strength or Livestrong or the 97 things I've done over the years. And uh, I'm not saying social media hasn't helped me in our business and what we do. I mean, the internet has been a game changer. I said it to my wife when we're on vacation this week. Um, we wouldn't be able to do a lot of this stuff at the scale we're doing it without the internet, just for the fact of I don't think I could meet that many people here in the ecosystem. Maybe I could, but 
I couldn't scale it. Meaning like I, I don't want to manage 17 trainers running, you know, a million groups a week and being so disconnected from all the people we work with. I like to know everybody's name who comes in here, even if I can't see them every day or even every week because they come to maybe some of the group sessions I'm not coaching and they come on some of the days where maybe I work less with people in person because I have to put so much time into the internet and, you know, our clients there. But without the internet, there's no way I could reach this many people and be able to, you know, obviously you guys couldn't hear me. You wouldn't be listening to me, you know, uh, sharing my stuff, doing the workouts that we do. So it is a gift. Um, on the one hand, it gives us access to so many positive, amazing things. Um, it, it allows, you know, me to, you know, I guess, you know, educate, um, to teach. And if you want to, you know, people will say, oh, Jeremy, you changed my life, which I don't believe that, you know, I just laid out the tools. You guys did the fucking work. You ate the food. You did the workouts. You might have saw me do something and put it into play, but I didn't, didn't do it for you. But if you want to say I helped change your life, I appreciate it. I'm humbled by it. That's great. You know, so social media does, you know, let us educate, let us inspire, let us motivate, let us learn from others. And we can kind of beg, borrow, and steal our favorite parts of people and make it our own, if we will. Or some people just, you know, bite your shit and steal your shit, which I do see um, all the time, which is a different podcast altogether, uh, people biting and stealing your stuff. But again, we're all influenced by, you know, people who do it well. And so that's the benefit of social media. It allows us to connect. And I've created some amazing relationships with people all over the world that I you know, probably never would have met before without it. And on the other hand, um, it gives people a voice on topics that maybe shouldn't have a voice or maybe shouldn't have a voice yet, meaning... Because they look a certain way, um, because they you know dress a certain way, or they can do certain things in the gym, they have an opinion on ninety-seven things that they're not educated about and really have no business, you know, sharing. You know, they should bowl in their own lane, if you will. Now, being obviously in the health and, and fitness profession, I've seen more than my fair share of complete horseshit, uh, especially since you know. Instagram has, you know, created a, an ecosystem of where everybody has distribution, everybody can share stuff. Now, with so many people out there sharing fitness content and opinions and advice, how do you choose, man? Who who do you pick who to work with? Who do you who's real and who's the fake? Who's just in it to steal your money and sell you horseshit and not really help you and who's in it to really be a coach, an educator, a teacher and help you you know, learn a set of skills, not just be fit for the next 30 days, but hopefully for the next 30 years. And I want to share the, the quick tips on how to make the best decision when it comes to who you want to work with and learn from when it comes to whether it be your weight loss journey, you know, fat loss, building muscle, um, whatever lane you're trying to become educated in, here are the tips that I would focus on. The first thing, uh, your coach has to have a focus, meaning they have to focus on people who are in, you know, certain niches or like unique situations. Now, I'm not saying they can't be well-rounded in a handful of things, but you don't get a fat loss coach with a guy who specializes in, you know, baseball training. You just don't. Or if you're in your 50s with some, you know, unique mobility issues, uh, problems with range of motion, maybe you have some pre-existing injuries, you're probably not going to join the world's most competitive CrossFit gym. Now, I'm not saying they can't regress it for you, but if I'm 53, I'm probably not looking to train it like CrossFit Mayhem with Rich Frowning. I don't think that's really probably the place for you. So you work with someone 
who has an understanding of your situation. They should be able, you know, to see what you're doing, see where you want to go, and be able to create a dialogue and a plan to help you get from point A to point B. Now, I'm pretty upfront with the people that we work with here. For most of us, the people we work with at Jeremy Scott Fitness are in their 30s to their 60s who want to make kind of total body transformations. Now, we have people in their 20s, and we have people who are beyond 60, but the bulk of our market is people who are probably between 30 and 60, so that, you know, nice 30-year window, which is a shit ton of people who want to make total body transformations, who want to look better, move better, and feel better, and become educated and have a set of skills they can use for the rest of their life. We don't focus on just basketball players. We don't focus on just baseball players. We're not, you know, training you know, competitive CrossFit athletes. We don't work with a ton of bodybuilders. We work with people who want to rebuild themselves from the ground up and take their bodies to the next level. Now, in that same sentence with an asterisk, I do work with a handful of guys who still like to compete and like to do it. I grew up in that setting. I competed in, you know, men's model, uh, you know, men's physique, bodybuilding, you name it, done it all, uh, did it for, you know, probably six or seven years, wasn't my favorite thing in the world, uh, did relatively well at it, you know, considering I wasn't taking a shit ton of drugs like most of the fucking world, I go, but so I will work with those guys and I give them with the caveat of, hey, I can help you do this safely and effectively in terms of, you know, building strength. Do we work with like world's strongest man? No, we don't. But the high school kids who come in here who are on the rowing team or the baseball team, can we work with them? For sure. I was once a college athlete. I went from being skinny and not strong to, you know, being quote unquote relatively strong, or at least in terms of, you know, sports, uh, strong for that world for sure. So, and again, I respect the people who want to, you know, compete in the CrossFit games, the people who are, you know, purely, you know, just into Ironman training, people who want to be competitive in baseball and football and basketball. Um, but if they want to be something specific, hey, I want my kid to be better at just baseball. Well, that's baseball skills. I want my kid to be better at just basketball. Well, that's just basketball skills. Now we can help them get stronger for sure. We can work on their mobility. We can work on their tissue work. We can take them through better ranges of motion, but we don't have a gym here. Uh, in terms of a basketball gym. We're not going to work on ball handling and shooting. That's not really what we do. So when you guys are looking for a coach and somebody to help you get better, make sure they actually, I don't know, know what the fuck they're talking about in terms of helping you do what they do. It's just like if you're going to go to a financial advisor, I would hope this person that you're going to, to set up your Roth IRA or your 401k or your SEP or your 403b, whatever you're, you're getting into in terms of investments or mutual funds, index funds, they have a 401k themselves. They have a couple IRAs themselves. They are fiscally responsible themselves. They've helped people who are like you, 37-year-old Roger, you know, set up an account so you can retire when you're 59 and a half. Or 44-year-old Susie, your advisor is 44 years old. They can relate to you. They understand, hey, you have two kids. You're looking to pay off your mortgage and retire here. Meaning you work with someone who's helped your avatar. You work with somebody who's helped people who look just like you do what you want to do, or maybe themselves have done what you're trying to do, and they understand where you're at in life, what your goals are, how much free time you have, what you're willing to commit to it, and what you're willing to put into it. And the biggest thing, they're an educator. They're a teacher. When you leave them, you understand a lot more. When you walk out of their office, when you walk out of the gym, you learn something that day. They don't use 
overly technical terms and words to make you feel stupid and so you don't understand what the hell is going on. Like when you listen to someone and they're using language to describe something relatively simple. So for example, when you hear a coach talk about a squat, right? We coach it a certain way here. When a lot of people come in, here's what, I guess I'll put it this way. Here's what you don't want to hear. Someone's going to describe a squat to you. You walk in and they say, okay, uh, Jenny, we're going to have you squat today. You want to, you know, increase your interabdominal pressure uh, before you initiate your, you know, posture pelvic push. Um, we'll proceed to you kind of unlocking the quadriceps for proper muscle activation, uh, the inferior trajectory, uh, the suitable biomechanics executed of a squat. Like, you're like, what the fuck did he just say? What your coach could really say is, okay, Jenny, we're going to have you squat today. We're going to have you push through the heels, back straight chest out, drop the hips through your full range of motion. Very basic, simple terms. Most people can understand pushing through the heel, back straight, chest out, drop the hips, knees out. Very basic things anybody can understand. When you're talking to the average Joe about scap retraction, even for a lot of people, pronate, supinate is too complex. And if you're talking about like unlocking the quadriceps for proper muscle activation, people are like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? That's too complicated of a, a way to describe a basic hip hinge or squatting pattern. You guys feel me here? You want to have a coach, not a you know textbook regurgitator. There's a huge difference there. Just because somebody sounds intelligent doesn't mean that they are. And even if they're intelligent, it doesn't mean that they can actually coach you. Now, I could walk into my financial advisor's office and I'm sure even at this point, all the things I know, since he's done it for a living for 40 fucking years, he could say 97 different things that I wouldn't really understand. D does that help me? Do I think he's like amazing because he can do that? And, and he can say a bunch of terms he learned when he, when he took the 66 or the 7? Like, is that really impressive? No, it's not. I want you to take the technical skills you know, take how smart you are and dumb it down for me so I can understand it. I can consume it. I can take it home with me and now I have the same set of skills. Now I might not be able to talk about it on the deepest level as you do, but I want to be able to understand. That's what a coach should do for you. When you're talking about a push-up, we can make it real complex. Or we can talk about stiff line head to heel, elbows packed tight, tight glutes. Like simple, simple stuff, you guys. That's what I would look for in a coach. So if you're working with somebody and they're making it sound like a basic, you know, hip hinge or squat pattern sounds super complex, um, it really isn't, man. At the end of the day, we can get really deep in the rabbit holes, but what we do here is we teach adult PE. Now, it's way more than that, I understand, but it's fancy, sexy adult PE. And everybody who comes in here should be able to understand, you know, the basic foundational movement patterns, a push, a pull, a hip dominant, a quad dominant, a trunk, and a total body pattern by the time they walk out of here and understand how to do them effectively and what it should feel like and give them very basic coaching cues they can take with you. If you're looking for a coach, that is how I hope they would talk to you. They are an educator first. They are a teacher at heart, and then they coach you from there. The other people uh, you don't want to look for when you're looking for a coach the ones who are promising unrealistic results. This goes for you know anybody in the world who's promising you something that sounds way too fucking good to be true. It probably is. Um, if you're going to a financial advisor and he's telling you he can get 
you 18% of your money every single year for the next 20 years, run the other way. Nobody can do that, not even Warren Buffett. That is not realistic. Now, when you walk into a fitness coach or a fitness program and they're telling you you can lose 30 pounds in 30 days, that is horseshit. You cannot do that safely, healthily, and effectively. Now, if you're 400 pounds, uh, maybe it can happen. But for most people, 30 pounds in 30 days, not realistic, and you wouldn't even want to do it that fast anyway. What you would have to go through to get there, and again, it's not sustainable, so therefore, it's not attainable. The same note, people say, oh, you can lose seven pounds in a weekend. Um, You know, you can't. Like, realistically, for most of you guys in terms of fat loss and weight loss, a half a pound to a pound a week is really fast, in my opinion. If If you're morbidly obese, one to two pounds a week is ridiculously fast, but for most people... Half a pound to a pound a week is, is probably, you know, is that's as, as sexy as I'm going to make it sound for people. When they walk into my office, I tell them, hey, if you guys lose half a pound a week for an entire year, that's 25, 26 pounds of shitty weight. That's pretty amazing. And that's pretty quick. So if someone's telling you you can work out, you know, once or twice a week for 20, 30 minutes and achieve the body of your dreams, probably not going to happen. You probably got to do a little bit more work than that or saying you can you know, gain 50 to 100 pounds on your deadlift with this one simple trick in a week. Again, it's too good to be true, man. All the same shit, you know, build bigger arms in two weeks, six minute, you know, abs. Like, it just can't happen. I admit, we all want to, you know, make things sexy and romanticize that we can achieve our dreams and, you know, have everything we want in just a few short weeks. But for most of us, it's going to take longer than a few weeks. It's going to take more than just a few extra cardio sessions um, or just, you know, do my, you know, six-week plan and look like your favorite bodybuilder or fitness influencer, IG model, fill in the blank. If someone promises results that sound too good to be true, again, you guys, strong chances they probably are. Now, I don't say this to be harsh or deter you, but I say it to be honest. Um, anything worth having is going to take a ridiculous amount of fucking effort in this life. And more importantly, it's going to take an insane amount of effort to keep it there. So don't be the person that loses, you know, 22 pounds in the first month and then gain it all back a couple months later. Slow and steady really does win the race in this. And I would hope if you are looking for a coach or a gym or a program, they are, pushing you that direction. They're not promising you things that aren't realistic and that really aren't true because being fit is really hard. It's hard to be super fit. It's hard to have abs, man. It's hard to deadlift 600 pounds. It's hard to run a mile in under six minutes. It's hard to dunk a basketball. It's hard to be in shape 365 days a year. It takes a certain level of consistency, dedication, um, and effort. And you have to wash, rinse, repeat that all the time. You probably have to have, you know, decent genetics too if you're trying to be the leanest of the lean. So if you follow somebody on Instagram and they look amazing, odds are like they probably were going to look amazing anyway. And they took their already, you know, good station in life and just maxed it the fuck out and they live fitness 24/7 365. Or you get the people who have a strong base and they died for it for decades and now they work out, you know, maybe four times a week. Uh, which is probably their sweet spot, but they're active every day. They're mindful of their macros and they did it for 20 years before you even started. And if they're promising that you can look like them in six weeks, in eight weeks, run the other way, please. 
Um, I will never tell you guys you can look like me because you can't. Uh, some of you guys can look way better for sure. Um, I don't know your genetics. I don't know when you started training. I don't know what your goal is. Um, but I'm a 36 year old dude. I'm 6'2". I'm 215-ish pounds, give or take. And I'm lean every fucking day. It really never turns off for me. I'm always mindful of what I eat, when I sleep, uh, what I'm doing, uh, how I exercise, how I train, how my body feels. I have probably one of the highest levels of body awareness there is. I don't do things just to look a certain way. I do them to feel a certain way. But on the same note, I'm very conscious of what I do look like because this is what I do for a living. And I would never promise you you could do this. I've been you know, working out since before I was 10 years old. you know, And seriously, probably from ages 13 till now. That's 23 years of serious ass training. And before that, probably six or seven years of doing push-ups and sit-ups and just bodyweight squats and just playing every sport imaginable. It's hard to do this. And I'll be the first person to tell you that. Now, you guys can do it and you can look amazing. And a lot of you guys can maybe even look better than me and move better than me and be stronger than me and you're better than me at 97 other different things. But I'm not going to snow you and horseshit sell you on the reason that it's easy because it's not. And I hope you don't look for a coach who would promise you anything other than it's going to be ridiculously hard. And that's how you should want it anyway. The last person in terms of looking for a coach, it's, you know, the look at me person. So whenever you go to somebody's, you know, websites or social media following, it's all about them. It's only about them. It's nothing about anybody else. The results that they get, not that their members get, not that their clients get, they don't have before and after pictures, they don't have a bunch of testimonials, they don't have a bunch of reviews, they don't have YouTube videos of of people talking about their experiences and sharing their story. All they're talking about is the abs that they have, not the abs their clients have. They're only talking about the diet that works for them, not the nutrition that works for their clients. They're only talking about their biceps, their ass, their legs, their shoulders, their chest, not what works for their clients. Now, on the same notes, a, a good coach, you know, should be a practitioner of what they do. I'm not saying they have to be super fit in the in the shape that like let's say I'm in. I don't think that's realistic for a lot of people. I don't think it's necessary, honestly. I don't think your coach needs to be to look like me. In fact, I I think they can look a thousand different ways. Um, but I do think they there is a certain level of aesthetic fitness they should be in. If your coach is 75 pounds overweight coaching fat loss, probably not the best coach to go with. That's just my opinion. I think you have to be a practitioner because if you're not, it's not about the vanity shit because you don't know what it feels like. If you're not, if you don't live lean, but you're trying to coach people to live lean, you don't know how hard it is. You don't know what they're going to have to sacrifice and dedicate and sometimes even, I guess, you know, suffer or go through or how mindful they'll have to be or how much time, effort, and energy goes into it. Like, I don't coach theory here. I coach application. I'm a practitioner of this. I'm not going to tell you guys to do something I wouldn't do. I logged food by pen and paper for five fucking years before my fitness pal even existed. Like, that's real shit because I didn't know any other way. And then when my fitness pal came out, I'm like, this is, oh my God, this is like stealing. This is the greatest thing in the world. So I did the 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 macros. Like I logged them for years. Like I tested every dieting protocol I'm ever going to suggest to somebody, at least myself to try it. If nothing else, go through it for a couple of weeks, go through it for a month, go through it for six months so I can, you know, give my two cents on it and give, you know, is it realistic for you or not? So again, a good coach, you know, it can, you, you can, on the same note, a good coach can use their body 
for some of the marketing. It can get people into the queue. Um, we see a lot on social media, but if all the information is just half-naked pictures with the hashtag quote-unquote blessed and some inspirational horseshit fucking quote followed by buy my program, I would proceed with caution. Um, we call this, you know, all sizzle and no steak. Now, I live in a world where obviously, especially with Instagram, it's a visual platform. If you don't look a certain way, people aren't going to stop scrolling. They're not going to notice it. They're not going to click on it. They won't see you. It doesn't matter how good you are. If you don't have anybody's attention and nobody notices you, you'll do one-tenth of the business you probably could do. And that sucks from a financial standpoint out there if you're a coach. So looking a certain way is a very easy way to, I don't, I say easy, um, you have to dive to look that way, uh, but it is a way to get people into your queue. And now once they're in your queue, what's the stake? What do you have to offer them besides just you being in shape? And so that's why, again, I don't love posting the, the shirtless bullshit stuff. I, I really don't, but I know the numbers. I've looked at the numbers with men's health with me. I've looked at the numbers on my own with me. And, it, you know, men, men lie and women lie. Uh, numbers don't. And so it's like you got to just go with the numbers sometimes. And if that's going to get me in front of more people, and some people think, oh, this guy's just a douchebag. He's a loser. He's an idiot. He just posts, you know, shirtless workouts. Fuck him. It's all about look at Jeremy. Then that's fine. I can't, you know, it's it's part of the game. But if you can look past that and say, hey, this is how I found him. And then once I got there, wow. This dude has written, you know, 5,000 pieces of content. This dude has literally shared so many podcasts with me. He has posted over and over and over again consistently. Like, if you can get past that, like, that's the substance, you know. So you look for not just, yeah, is the person in shape? They're a practitioner. They eat well. They train hard. They're doing the things correctly. But you look for the blogs. You look for the content. You look for the educational videos. You listen to what they say, you know. Is it, you know, just about them or is it also about you, uh, you know, the listener, uh, the viewer? Is it about, you know, their clients? Do they have success stories? Can you see, you know, multiple before and after pictures? Um, is their information something that, you know, has only worked for them and what they do? Or is it something that you can do? You know, when everything is just about, you know, like the visual appeal of like what works for them. Again, I'm not saying like the information, you know, doesn't have some merit and might not be applicable to you and it could help you. I go, but on the same note, it probably won't be your answer because odds are like you're a different age than them. You have a different genetic setup. Uh, you know, you might be, you know, younger, older, different training background, different range of motion. So you guys probably aren't completely in sync, but if their training style matches up to something you want to do and if they've built their body to make it look and move and feel a certain way and you can relate to that, then by all means rock with it. So you have to sometimes almost like read between the lines and look at the things about helping, you know, you not just showcasing, you know, their achievements and what they've done. Um, again, I can go, you know, deeper into that on their podcast as well, but it's just basic information, you know, to pass along. If you're looking for information to help you guys make a better decision when it comes to, you know, looking for a coach and somebody to help you, you know, move better, feel better, look better, and if we're in between. So, there's so many specific niches you can go with this in terms of fitness specifically. And again, some of the best coaches out there, you know, in my opinion, like obviously I use BJ Gadur as an example. Like if you're talking about, you know, fat loss um, and building muscle, 
it's it's a great route to go because the dude does both. Like it's pretty simple. It's like what we teach here. Like we teach people here, you know, how to get lean and how to build muscle. Like that's the world we live in. Like I'm not teaching people how to be track stars here. We're not teaching them how to be, you know, swimming stars here. There's certain people who are going to coach you in a certain lane. Now the people that obviously like we work with and friends of ours we associate with, like if we've had Colleen Fosh in the podcast, if you want to get good at CrossFit, I'm sure Colleen can help you get good at CrossFit. She's qualified for the CrossFit games. She's a fucking beast. Like that's her niche. That's her lane. That's how she rolls. Like if you're, you know, a girl and you want to do something a little bit, you know, fancier, if you want to go like with Alexia Clark's workouts, like Alexia does what Alexia does. Like I don't coach the same way she coaches. I don't do the same movements she does. I don't wear the same outfits she does. Thank God. Um, You know, there's just certain things that, you know, each one of us is individually good at. Now, some of us have crossover and that's all great, but look for somebody who not just, you know, walks the walk, but can help you actually get to where you want to go. So again, just a quick rundown, you guys, of the basic stuff of if you're looking for a coach, you know, the things to kind of look out for, again, do they have a focus? Is there a certain niche or something that they're good at or something they're they're best known for, something they can help people do? Secondly, you know, making sure they're not, you know, just trying to show how smart they are and using overly technical terms. Are they a good teacher? Do they teach you? Do they help you learn something and become better when you, you know, leave their program or when you move to the next step of their program or when you walk out the room? Like, do you feel like you know how to squat, how to lunge, how to push, how to pull, how to do the basic things? Next one, making sure they're not promising unrealistic results, which a lot of people do in the fitness space. If they're telling you how hard it's going to be and how tough it's going to be, that's the person I think you should rock with. On the same note, they can't just be a look at me person. They have to be a practitioner for sure. I think they should be in a certain level of shape and fitness, depending on what area of fitness you want to be in. Um, But it's not just about them. And I think from the outside, a lot of people would think, oh, well, it's Jeremy Scott Fitness and it's all about Jeremy. It's his face. It's whatever. That's what draws people in for sure. But when you guys come in pretty quick, you'll notice of all the content we put out, uh, the me doing a workout video, if it's like once per day, is a drop in the bucket of all the content we put out between the podcast, between our blogs, between our email newsletters, what we post on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and every other platform. The fitness videos um, is really just, you know, about a one percent effort of what we're doing. Now that's what that that one percent draws in the ninety nine percent, and that's the sizzle. But once you get here, that's when we give you guys the steak. And I would hope your coach does the same thing. They do something to get your attention. Um, but once they're there, they really educate you and help you become the best that you can be and help you, you know, reach your goals and they become a lifelong teacher of you uh, to become better. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Just a real quick breakdown of what I would look for when picking a coach. If you have any questions on that, if you want me to go a little bit deeper or something more or less specific, I'm happy to share it. If you are on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Open up your iTunes app on your Mac or if you're on your iPad, same thing. Or if you're on your iPhone, open up the podcast app. Scroll down, drop us a five star. Leave a comment. I truly do appreciate it. What keeps us going and selfishly, uh, it helps us climb up the rankings of iTunes and uh, 
it, it, it means a lot more to us than you guys understand. It's what keeps us going, and I do truly appreciate the support and you sharing it with friends and family and uh, leaking it out there. It, it's it, This is blowing up a lot faster than I thought it would, and the fact that you guys want to listen to me just ramble on is literally just amazing. So I thank you for that, and hopefully we provided you with enough value. But again, if there is something specific you want to hear, I'm happy to record it if I can. But again, please drop the five-star. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the episodes. It's super easy to do. And then just leave a comment, even one sentence or a couple words like, you rock, man. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, I truly would appreciate it. So um, this week, what do we have? Um, I'll try to get you out a Q&A one. And then we have uh, Dee Levine coming on the podcast on Friday night, I believe. She has a unique story. I think she has like 1.5 million people on YouTube and has actually had um, uh, breast explants. She had her breast implants taken out. I'm going to have her share her story of you know uh, battling the sickness of that and kind of going through that phase and, and what she's doing in the fitness space and, and how she's crushing it on YouTube as well. So Uh, But anything else you guys want to hear, shoot me the request and I'll get to it. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love and people enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.